And now, it's time to sit back and enjoy the Two True Freaks Internet Radio Broadcast. Good news is your dates are here. What's the bad news? They're dead. Three ah! are United States Astro Robots. They come a creature of death. Oh. And they. We have come here to this planet for. One purpose only, to acquire breeding stuff to repopulate our planet. Bugs and Babes, the B-Movie Podcast, from class to the cult of the cheese in between, the movies your baby, the entertainment is grade A, and I'm your host, Mr. Jason Giaconetti, and I'm joined again by my dad, Mr. Al Giaconetti. Hi, Jay. I mean, today we have, I don't even know where to begin, uh, Iron Sky. Yeah, it and, is, uh... And that, it, but maybe I should read the premise of yeah, the movie. Yeah, right the back of the box, but, let's do yeah. that. In 1945, the Nazis went to the moon. Uh, in the last moments of World War II... A secret Nazi space program evaded destruction by fleeing to the dark side of the moon. Got that? (laughs) (laughs) During 70 years of utter secrecy, the Nazis construct a a gigantic space fortress with a massive armada of flying saucers. Does it sound familiar like the Death Star? (laughs) Uh, When American astronaut James Washington puts down his lunar lander a bit too close to the secret Nazi base, the moon, the moon Führer, the moon Führer decides, uh, decides the glorious moment of retaking the Earth has arrived sooner than expected. Washington claims the mission is just a publicity stunt for the President of the United States, but what else could the man be but a, but a scout for the imminent attack by Earth for Earth forces? The Fourth Reich must act. So, folks, that is the premise, and we're going to get to it right after this. Only moments ago, New York has come under attack. Witnesses claim to have seen hundreds of UFOs. It's opening fire! Nazis from the moon. <laughs> That's too much. One word from me, and the invasion from the moon begins. Invasion. 
Y'all must be tripping. Now my question is, what do y'all plan to do about it? Because we just happen to have a little something up our own sleeve. All presidents who start a war in their first term get reelected. Und wegen alle diese Untermenschen von der Erdkarte. Shit, this just keeps getting better and better. We are the promise delivered to all mankind. We raise our hands to one nation. The world is sick, but we are the doctors. Wir sehen uns in Valhalla. Iron Sky opened, uh, well, it opened several places. In 2000, it was it released in 2012. Let's go with that. It actually opened in Germany April 5th in 2012 and in Finland on April 4th, Australia May 10th. Um, it doesn't have an official opening day here in America. It's so never made it to theaters. It had a budget of 7.5 million euros, but it made 8.1 million U.S. dollars. I think that's just the U.S. box office on this. Uh, this movie is, it's its hard because this is a movie made in 2012, but it, like when it was actually seen here theatrically, um, it was theatrically released throughout Europe in April of 2012, but then there's a director's cut that went to Blu-ray in 2014. So let's talk about those two versions. So supposedly this movie runs 93 minutes, except... The theatrical cut runs 89 minutes, and the director's cut runs 110 minutes. None of those cuts run 93. I don't know what the 93-minute version is, but that's considered to be the normal cut of the movie. The theatrical cut is is 89. I'm betting it's probably that, just with more scenes at like the not scenes, but like maybe the bumpers at the end or something right. like that. And the director's cut is is 110. And I'm going to say this right, right from the beginning. And I said this at the end of our last of our episode at Christmas time. If you have not seen Iron Sky, stop, watch it, and come back. Watch the regular cut of Iron Sky, at least. If you haven't seen the director's cut, that's okay. But definitely watch the regular cut, at least. And then the director's cut's really good, too. So here, go watch it now. Okay, so we're back. And now <laughs> um, you've watched the movie. We can kind of get into this 19, 2012 Finnish German-Australian movie that um, is part comic book, part science fiction, part action movie, part impossibility that I can't imagine. I actually am describing a movie about Nazis from the dark side of the moon. So um, your director is Timo Versola. Uh, now, Timo Versola um, is known for his Star Wreck movie, um, which yeah. is making fun of Star Trek, the kind of satirical and stuff. And that's really what he's kind of known for. He's a uh, Finnish. Um, and again, this movie, when you realize that the guy makes satirical kind of stuff, it, this movie makes a lot more sense. Uh, you're, there's in the regular cut of the movie, the music and stuff is uh, is good. The there's a there's a, in the in the, the director's cut, they add in a lot of really I don't know they weird music, but like it's it's definitely different. You know what I'm saying? And I think it, it ramps. It, 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 yeah, it, it, it makes the movie more thrilling. Yeah. And this actually won Best Visual Effects at yeah. the second AACTA Awards in 2012. So um, it's it's a movie that, like, if you were to only, if like, if you were blindly, you know, following just what's on Rotten Tomatoes, it got like a 38% review. 
Um, and average was like a 4.4. Some places, you know, gave it horrible. Like they said, oh, it's worse than like Austin Powers and stuff like that. I think those people are not the audience they're looking for. I think they kind of really miss the point of what the movie is. This movie is, uh, it's, again, it's very hard to kind of explain. It's, it's, it's not, again, it's not a comedy. So you're, so, but it's, their parts are funny. It's not a straight serious movie, but there's parts that are serious and it's not a straight up action movie because there are parts that are ludicrous. So, um, you know, so it's, but that, I think that's why this movie is so great. So we got to kind of just get into what's happening here. So we're going to kind of go with the general overview of the movie. Cause again, the plot does differ some depending on which one you're uh, kind of watching. There's 20 minutes of you know, stuff that was added to the special edition. And some of those scenes are just fantastic. But anyway, in 2018, now remember this is 2012 when it's filmed. So in 2018, an American man, an American man mission lands on the moon. The lander carries two astronauts. One of them is an African-American model named James Washington, or Mr. Wa Mr. Washington, James Washington, as he's sometimes referred to, specifically chosen to aid the U.S. president in, in her re-election. Right. Okay? And there's various black-to-the-moon wordplay all over the thing. Now, there's all, now, so we just stop for a second. They land on the moon. In the regular cut, there's, we've landed, and the signs fall. The director's cut, we landed, dropped the signs. Do we have to? Mm -hmm. And then, all right, they dropped the signs. Little things like that. Right. And or the, why the director's cut is, you have to watch the regular cut to kind of get the movie. Right. And the director's cut, you're like, oh my God, that's awesome. Right. And it, the signs say, yes, she can. Yes, she can. And it's, and on top of it says, black to the moon. And I'm like, oh my God. Okay. And when I first started watching this movie years ago, when it first came out, I'm like, Oh, what am I getting myself into? Like, I'm thinking to myself going, what is this? Like, what am I watching here? And I'm thinking like, is it all going to be bad puns and bad? Like, it's going to be, and again, I didn't know what the effects looked like or anything like that. I'm like, is it going to be bad? Like, I don't want it to be bad. I want to like this movie because I'd heard so much about it. Um, all right. So upon landing on the far side of the moon, they encounter the descendants of the Nazis who escaped the moon and who escaped to the moon in 1945, the self-styled the fourth Reich in dialogue. So it is funny because they are there. And now, so that there's James, James Washington, Washington, James Washington. That's his name. Yeah. Well, no, I know. But, yeah. it's, but he says Washington, James Washington. That's, just, that's what they call him in the movie. He's wearing a black spacesuit, right? And it's like designer's black suit. It's all too tight. He can't walk. He's falling. The, the actual astronaut's wearing the white suit so, with the right helmet. And he says, just don't get yourself killed, will you? Can you put the flag up without hurting yourself? Like, literally, it's, it's a joke. Like, it's like, what? Like, yeah, this he's is not really an astronaut. No, he's a model. Yeah, he's a model. Right? And so what happens is then you see the Nazis come over, the, they come up behind them, and they look impressed. Those uniforms and the gear they're wearing, you're like, whoa, someone spent some money on these outfits because they look good. Yeah. And but what's, what's that, uh, that uh, uh, the models that you build? What the, the, the Nazis, what do they call them? Oh, oh, okay. Well, there's different ones. Um, so the no, stuff, the one from, is the so one. Mike, Mike Spisak does the ones that are the, the they're the zombies, but they're yeah. those look like that. Yeah. But then there's, um, there was, okay. So it's supposed to look like, oh, I'm trying to think. It was, it was, it's Frankenstein's army, which is kind of where some of that stuff's based on, but it was called the worst case scenario. And those, um, they looked like the Nazis with the like the different like the, the they were all different parts and pieces sewn together. Like a little steampunk. Type yeah, they were very steampunk. But the one you're thinking of was Gabe Perna. I bought it from him. It's right. a clear cast. Yes, it is. The, it's basically it's a steampunk Nazi. Right. That's what That's these the are. Yeah. And yeah, and I knew what you were talking about, but I'm trying to think. Of, like, I had to think of who made it. So yeah, Gabe Perna made that one. And so anyway, 
So, yeah, so they look great. And what happens? They shoot and kill with a Luger. Of course, it's got to be a Luger. Um, he killed the astronaut. And Jane, and Washington goes to run and he falls, right? So they capture Washington. And you're like, okay, like, where are they taking him? And they go over the side of the with these giant tankers, the helium three on them, right? And it's literally a city, a city. on the dark side of the, the moon. moon. <laughs> and it's not a little city. Like some of you were saying, this sounds a lot like Despicable Me. Didn't he yeah. want to go capture the moon? Well, not if the Nazis were there, he wouldn't have. So, um, so where were we? Okay, so Washington is taken captive after the other astronauts killed. The Nazi scientist, Doctor uh, Richter, Richter, examines him. And, and obtains his smartphone, and which is a, a computer. But this is the funny part. Like, this is where some of the movies differ. So Udo Kerr plays the Fuhrer. But what happens is Adler, who is the, the main bad guy in this yeah, thing, Adler, right? Klaus, Klaus Adler. Adler. And he has a name that's like 74 characters long, but I can't possibly say it because I don't know enough German. He always says, Hail Hitler, right? And he goes, no, no, no. And he, he keeps correcting him. They say, Cause he goes, that's not my name because he's the Fuhrer. But they always, he, but he, the thing is that he doesn't respect him. He wants to be, Adler wants to be the Fuhrer, yeah. right? One, one of the things I just want to say here, with there in the beginning here especially, there's a lot of stereotypical dialogue, uh, white versus black, mm -hmm. because of the, uh, uh, the, the prejudice uh, of the Nazis mm -hmm. towards, towards oh, the African American. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Well, and I think that it needs to be there. As much as some people might not like it, they are literally left Earth in 1945. Their understanding of what Earth is is 1945. Yeah, they don't understand that there's been advancements. They don't. They think everything's still exactly the same. They haven't changed. Well, I mean, obviously they've made machines and stuff, but their beliefs haven't changed. They believe the world's beliefs haven't changed. Right. And this is where I mean, when you when you watch the the movie, the beginning of it, uh, first thing is how the hell did they get all the stuff there to yeah. build? I mean, there's not. You don't have uh, you know a Home Depot on yeah. the moon to go pick up these yeah. things. So, if, but if they had all this technology to get to get to the moon, how did they lose the war? Yeah. Well, but I think it's funny is too, is this is a movie that like literally we said to you, it's kind of hard to describe and we're like, we were talking our way through it is it literally needs to be seen to under understood. Yeah, right. But then you don't question a lot of it. You're like, okay, okay. It's, it's very steampunk. It's very well, like, it has a lot of design things. You're like, it, but how you, did you build this thing? Right, how now, is this happening? Now like, the thing is once you get into the first 15 minutes of the movie, you're, you're, What's going on here? You got to get yeah. You got to buy the premise. But but if you can buy the premise, yep, you got to stick with it because yeah, it just gets good. better and better. So the, um, obviously they so now so Washington's there. So and then they're all in, obviously shocked that he's uh, you know he's African American. They can't believe that they would have. And they well, what are you? And I'm a model. A model what? Model citizen? No, a model. I'm beautiful. And it's like it's so funny. You're like oh god. So Haley's sitting there watching with me, and she goes, Daddy, what don't they understand? He's a model. And I'm like. Right, honey. But remember, these people aren't from this time. They don't understand what he means by model. And she goes, oh, okay. Like, because to Haley, she's like, what are they not getting about this? Like, to her, she's like, I don't understand. She also doesn't understand. Like, again, her World War II knowledge is pretty much that there was a war called World War II. She doesn't know about Nazis and all that deep stuff. And stuff. So to her, she's like, I don't understand why they can't get it. But um, it's funny because they have his smartphone. She's like, well, that's a computer. And they laugh. Well, this is a computer, and it's the size of a room. And he goes, no, no, all that dots, and that, and that's an expression. All that dots and stuff is old news. This is cutting edge. And it's all cut from the, it's funny, because it's so, it's, it seemed like throwaway lines, but it's like another, like, maybe 30 seconds there. But it's really funny, because it's the way he's kind of just talking to him, and they're like, 
what is he saying? Yeah. It must be a dialect because right. they don't understand him because he's speaking English, but he's not speaking. He's speaking 20th century. Yeah, I mean, but he's 21st speaking century, 21st, century 21st century English. English. Like, is he, like, he's, like, you know, he's not speaking English from 1945, the way he's kind of jibber jabbering at them. Right. Like, and what? and the, what, what you have to understand here is that the Nazis are, are operating under the under old standards and old technology. Yeah. And they built this monumental, uh, yeah. you know, edifice. But the new technology, the cell phone, it turns out that the, the, the doctor realizes that there's just as much power in this little thing as there is in the, in the entire... Right. Which, which is, which is again, in, in the director's cut, it expands it a little more. Right. He goes, you'll understand, and he goes on about how this little phone, this little computer, little, little, computer, little computer, can now do what I all only can do. And, and what happens? They, when... So he incorporates. That's that was a good. Well, that's that's what he powers up the the, the, the thing. And then Gut, it, hang on, the Gutenberg. I can't even say. It, There's umlauts and, and the Gut, double M's and stuff. Yeah, whatever. It's it's a big blimpy thing, and he's going to power up the whole engine, which is the entire right, base right, is a giant right. thing, right? And then the and then it, it craps out. Well, because the battery dies. The battery <laughs> dies. <laughs> which is so funny because that's so true. Um, so, but this is where we also get the scene where we first uh, we see the school children. And that's a great scene because she's right. talking to them, and it's and it's is it's all in German. It's in what, but it's not so far off from what you would have seen probably in 1945 right. in Germany. Classic, classic. Yeah, she's you know teaching them about how the, the great Fuhrer wanted peace for the world, and she shows them the Charlie Chaplin, mm -hmm. the great dictator, but just a ten minute clip of it. She goes, "This is the best ten minute short movie of all time," and I'm like, "The movie is an hour and change yeah. it, and, and it's and it's the scene where Charlie Chaplin." Has got the Earth uh, in, in a, as a balloon, yeah, and he's playing with it, yes, and, and that's and that's that's as that's as far as she takes the kids. Well, because but that's all they know of the movie, right? Because in Germany, that's all they they took the movie that's and they cut, they, that, they out cut that out. And so she says that this is where the Great Fuhrer is calling for peace among the whole world, and he was so you know, and her idea of what the Earth should be is this peaceful place, right? Her ideas aren't bad, no, which is the crazy part. She's like kind of bought into this thing, and she's an Earthologist. Which I think is really funny because um, she's an Earth scientist who's never been to Earth, and they learn to speak English, even though she calls it the the ugly language yeah. of English. Oh, that was but I like that. That was a very nice yeah. segue to use English, because they're going to go back to Earth, and English is the main language on Earth, not not German. Yeah, and so they want all the kids, and she's at the kids have actually learned how to speak English. Yeah, but it's so, a nice segue. So that, I love the thing that she's. Where are we from? Germany mm. and the one and he goes, when did we leave? And one little girl, little girl, 1945. I'm like, okay, so they literally use her asking questions in class to give you the entire backstory. Right, yeah. And we and where are we? The dark side of the, the moon. moon. And Haley goes, oh, and I'm okay. But I'm surprised they didn't do it. Didn't they? Didn't play Pink Floyd's. Uh, yeah. Well, no, they probably don't have rights to it. That's what the problem is, you know. <laughs> but then that's when Adler comes in, and we learn that Adler and her are, are an item. Well, maybe she doesn't want to be, but Adler doesn't really care. Um, kind of thing is it's, but it's, it's just, it's just so funny to just think that like, uh, cause Renata, which is the, uh, the, the school teacher. That's her name. Yeah. yeah. That's her name. And, and she's actually turned out to be the doctor's daughter, right? She's the earthologist. So they need to have her come and look at James Washington cause she needs to see the earth man. Right. And it's just so funny when you think about like, she's an earthologist cause she studied whatever they had by way of like Nazi propaganda about the earth. earth. And that's all she knows. So her entire idea of the earth, we're like, wait, that's wrong. Like that's wrong. But because, but that's what Nazi, Nazi propaganda would have made it look like back then. Um, so where are we? Okay. So that's when, uh, 
So, okay, so that's when Washington escapes. He smashes them all with his helmet, and he jumps. And I love how they all look in awe that he can jump. And this, again, it's very racist, technically, in what they're doing, but it fits perfect stereotypes. He's able to be faster than they are because, they're again, they're all got guns on them. And, you know, uh, uh, he hits them all with the helmet, and he leaps from the railing all the way across the divide to their thing. And he's like, ah, I got you now. And they're like, oh, like, like shocked that he could jump so far. And then he gets clocked in the head with the other piece of machinery and knocks him off into the, the what turns out to be the ventilation system. It looks like a sewer system at first. Right. And that's when uh, Renata and, and uh, Klaus are going to see the, the, the prisoner. And that's when he falls out of the shaft and it cracks him in the head and knocks him out. But what are the girls playing? Hopscotch. In the extended cut, they're playing hopscotch, but it's a swastika. Right. Right? And I'm just like, of course it is. Of course it is. And that's when he tries to escape, but he can't read the German. So he goes to right, and she goes, no. And he opens the airlock, and that's when her clothes start getting ripped off. And what happens is, of course, this now starts the whole – because as they, he saves her because she's going out the airlock. He saves her, throws her inside, which is impossible. He pulls himself back inside, which is impossible. There's no air, which at least they did. They were all gasping. They were, you know, they couldn't breathe. They cut it down, and now her 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 skirt is completely right. off. She's all basically just down to her underwear and her stockings and stuff. And they 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 walk in. the The Munfier, uh, mm-hmm. you know, walks in right, and and, he, and he's like she's trying to put her clothes back on, but it looks like they were, they're all out of breath. It looks like they were having sex, which they weren't. But it's just so funny because the look of disgust right. on all their faces. <laughs> Priceless. And I don't mean to laugh, folks, to make it sound like, oh, we're kind of making it sound like it's a racist thing. It's not. It's just really funny in the movie because they're literally, that's the way that the Nazis would have reacted to an African-American and, and one of their women. Oh, my God. It was scandalous, right? So they that's when they lock him in the room. And again, we don't see this in the regular cut. The director's cut expands more. They start giving him the injections. But they give him multiple injections. And it says... What abstinence or whatever a- abs- absence or something? It's, it's 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 supposed to be the absence. It's supposed to be white. White. It's a term of white, right? Yeah. And that's what they're injecting with. We don't know what he's getting injected with. And the the interplay between Renata and Washington when she comes back into the room and turns off the music is, I don't know, very short. I guess yeah. we kind of think, but it's much longer in the extent, and it, and it gives more back and forth. Right. And that and that's that, that's a scene that, that that that'll come back. Doctor Richter has got uh, Washington. Strapped down onto the onto the, the in the, the chair yeah. in the chair, and he's playing the German no Nazi propaganda Nazi, stuff. Yeah. yeah, but it's all music, right? Well, no, and, it's music, but it's also Hitler's yes, uh, speeches. And, 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 right, yeah. and, and Washington is no, oh, you yeah. got to stop this. And you got another channel on this station, <laughs> right? That's it. And, and believe yeah. it or not, that comes back later on. Yes. Um, so obviously, it, again, you're thinking to yourself, "This sounds nuts." Yeah, it does. Um, and well, the thing is now. Remember, the Washington. They 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 don't they don't they they want to kill him, but he says, "I know the president of the mm-hmm. United, of the of the United States." Yeah, and so that that actually saves him from being killed. Right. So what happens is after the battery dies, um, uh, Alder Alder Klaus wants to go back to Earth to get more, more of the computer phones. Right. Right. As he calls them. Right. So they now have to turn, but he needs. Washington to go back, but they can't have him go back looking like that. So they turn him white, right. and he goes, "I look like a polar bear up in here, right?" And and he, you, his he, hair is white, white. but and he is gray. Yeah, he is. He is <laughs> technically, I guess, white, but you clearly can tell it's it's makeup. And the thing is, I, the makeup is done that way. It's not like it's poorly done makeup. It's makeup done to look like, like he's really like grayed right. out. You know, um, I mean, he's not. Let me put it this way: 
he's not a good-looking man to begin with. Yeah. But when but when he when they turn him white, yeah. Oh man. Yeah. Well, I mean, <clears throat> he's a model, so he's beautiful, as he keeps saying, right? Kind of thing. So they get in a flying saucer, which is literally a flying saucer, um, and they and they go to go back to Earth to collect more computers. So when they get there, uh, he he's been Aryanized. He realized he's been Aryanized by giving the um, albenzine. A L B I N I Z I N G drug, which is what right. that's what they gave him, right? But he doesn't know this. Washington doesn't know that, so they told him just to act like a Nazi. So he does the stuff he has to do. They get back to Earth, and now they're going to go try to get. He has to find somebody. So he so now back there. So now we get they're back in. Well, they're in what do you call? It? They land in California, and they must somehow get to New York. Well, we, before they get to New York, they actually go to they they see the the woman president. Because that's no, they don't get to the president before that. No, no, no. I'm saying is they they had they they they're in California and they wind up going to get the person who um what's her name um the uh not the president it's 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 the 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 advertising the one who does all the advertising stuff that's where we meet her where she's ripping the heck out of all right. her whatever so oh, but yeah. yeah so but that's okay they had to get transportation because they go to go they go to cross the street and this is in the director's cut okay let's go. And the guy walks right, bam, hit by, and it explodes, and there's blood everywhere. He goes, all right, we walk. And they walk into the city, and then what happens? Washington goes, well, I'll talk to him. My brothers, my brothers. And they're all playing basketball, well, and they're all like, you know, gangbangers kind of thing. And they steal the Volkswagen, and he doesn't realize he's now been yeah. made white. And that's the whole interplay between that, and that's when Klaus says, well, we, we made you airy, and you should be thankful. And he's like, I don't want to be this. <laughs> um, and that's when... They they wind up uh, kidnapping Vivian. Um, say okay, so what happens is, so okay, this says uh, okay, so they must have been in, that must have been New York City. It must not have been L.A. It must have been New York City where they are because they're not in Washington. They're in they're in New York, right? So so then Renata has not has stowed away. And she's not supposed to be there. So she's now with Washington Klaus and and uh, now it's her. It's her. And they're now going and they kidnap Vivian Wagner, who is the campaign. Manager, campaign advisor, um, and what happens is that once they kidnap her, they throw Washington out of the van, and that's when Washington kind of disappears for a little bit in the story, and where um, Vivian is now being tasked by the president, how do I turn this around? Because the moon thing that is now is kind of blown up in their face and it's bad, so she is kidnapped by them, and she sees uh, how Adler looks, and she's like, okay, and then uh, Renata starts in with her. We are the, you know, we are the, the people who pick you up. Uh, your, with a future. With a future. We raise us. She's like, we could use this. And literally makes a not Nazi-style uh, propaganda Gender. video and artwork right. to get a president reelected Elected. of the United States. <laughs> and as a matter of fact, she even says, she says, geez, if I'm a, if I'm a sitting president, I need a war. I need a war. Right, and, then, yeah. and Klaus says, uh, I, can, I can get you that, too. I can get you a war, yeah. yeah. Right? So... They now she presents to the president now Renata, who does who's not aware of any of the idea of what Klaus wants to do. She truly believes that they're all there for peace, and she thinks what she's spouting is peace. But when you think about what she's saying right. and the idea that Klaus wants to start a war, it's very it has two different meanings. She's wanting to mean peaceful, and he's saying, "Oh no, we're coming here and we're going to take you over." But it is clear Nazi propaganda from from old. Uh, films and the artwork she starts doing is all Nazi propaganda, and she takes the the uniform and puts his his collar up, and 
you know, covers up the Nazi, uh, the, the well, swastika, or right. whatever. Well, the thing is, as a matter of fact, when they when they go, go to see the president, they have uh, they the, the the Nazi swastika symbol is is not it's there. Covered. It's it's but they use an look what looks like a V. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Well, whatever. Yeah, whatever. Right. Well. But for, probably V for Vivian. Yeah. Uh, so that's, right, yes, that's right. Yeah. V for Vivian. Yeah. Um, but so anyway, so obviously, so now three months later, um, <laughs> you've now gone through this, and it says, and it says three months later. Now she's becoming very popular again. The propaganda is everywhere. It's on billboards, on signs, and it's all her looking like she's the fewer with Adler. Yeah looking like he's the main, you know, sergeant in arms, that kind of thing. And it's very, it's clearly Nazi-inspired. It's that, it's very clearly, you know, to that. And so what happens is now, that's when you get, um, you run into Washington again on the street. You know, he's, not, he's, he's, he's homeless. He's, well, he, he's homeless and he's, and he's, 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 got, the, Raven. he's got the sign. It's a, you know, moon Nazis, Nazis, they're coming, funny. right? And like every other crazy person you've ever seen in your entire life. And he grabs Renata on the street, and that's when they get arrested and hauled into jail. Right, which has got some of the best lines in the movie. Right. This is the that's the, the, right. again. He looks like he's uh, completely white, but he has a long beard, never. long beard. And Renata is she's beside herself. But the detective cop says, "Let me get this straight." To Washington, you are formerly a black dead model who is now suddenly a living white hobo after spending a weekend on the moon. Is that correct? Yeah, that's correct. And then he goes to Renata. And and you are the Neil Armstrong after the sex change operation? No. No. no you no. were not listening at you're all. Really. <laughs> and literally, you're again, remember oh, how man. I said this movie has funny parts? You're you're laughing at this, but you're like, man, they're really trying to like kill everybody. Like this movie's all about this guy's movie has a ton of killing in it. At one point, you're like, okay, this is funny. But um so what happens now is the uh, um, well, they let them. They let them. They go. let them go because there's really nothing they can hold them on, right? And they go and they go to the movie theater and they see the Great Dictator the, in its entirety, right? Which ruins Renata's right. vision of what. Well, as Washington said, "Gee, that thing was two hours long. That, yeah, they could have cut it down." Yeah, but, well, she goes, "It was so long." He goes, "Yeah, it was like two hours. They could have cut that down." That kind of thing. And literally, she's only ever seen ten and minutes. Now she's, you know, she's disenchanted with the, mm -hmm. with the, that. Can't be him. You go, yeah, that's that's what it was. That's yeah. Well, that's when they see the neo the, the skinheads on the street, and she says, "No, they're good boys who love their mothers." She goes, "No, they're not." Yeah. And they start messing with they start uh, messing with Washington. And she kicks the guy right in the pills, and they and they run they run away now to confront Adler and Vivian. And what happens is that's when we see that's when that's when Vivian's like making out with Adler, and all he cares about is trying to get her tablet because he he knows he can use that to repower things the moon. But who's waiting on him? Is the moon moonfuhrer and with all his guys, right? Because they got it powered up and they got down to earth. And this is where you're like, okay, this is going to be the sticking point. How is this going to end? Because they got guns on him and right. he didn't have any guns on them. So they take uh, Vivian out and and then what? Well, so Adler is there now and they're going to kill him. But well, who walks in is Renata who slaps Adler and Washington. And the moonfuhrer goes, perfect. And this is Udo Kerr. And I love Udo Kerr because he's just so. He plays it completely Please, straight. straight, completely straight. There is no like, hmm, I wonder what's going on. And this is completely straight. He's going to kill him. And he's like, oh, great, you're all here. Yeah. And one of the things he does. Wait, 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 before they even get to Earth, oh, this, yeah. is the, this is the longest scene of the added scenes. It's him in the war room with the pieces, pieces and whatever. And 
that scene is so awesome because it's when they decide to go to Earth because Adler's taking too long. And he says he's, and he says something to the effect, uh, "We'll see, we'll see, Adler." About uh, he says something to the effect that he knows Adler is trying to take his his position. Yeah, right. But the thing is, there's a there's a little throwaway little scene of of the uh, the Fuhrer opening. A piece of candy. He does it the whole movie. Yeah. He's little because he's always coughing. Coffee. It's little candies, candies he takes. But the best part is he he not just takes the candy, then he scrunches it up, up. And Udo Kerr, they must have told him, just keep scrunching because he just doesn't he just scrunches it tinier and tinier and tiny. I'm like, what's he gonna do with it? He doesn't throw it, he never throws it away. The paper. Yeah. Yeah. He just crunches it up as he's <laughs> and he's just so like he's just I'm like, Ugh. oh, it's funny as heck when you think about it. It's like, what is he doing with that? So yes, but then that's when they're gonna kill him. But then Vivian, you can't squeeze. This is a family show. She says one last, you know, not so, you know, a thing that we wouldn't say appropriately for in school. And she gets the machine gun off the guy, kills him, and mows down everybody of the Mune, the, the uh, um his army, his army battalion with him, right? And which allows Adler to then take the the scepter and can make himself fewer, yeah. right? And that's when that's when Washington and and Renata escape. And he takes the tablet and he's going back to the moon because he is now, yeah, now going to. Now, this is this is one scene. He's going back to the moon. How's he going to get there? He goes to the roof, the rooftop where they where, right. uh, of the building and the spaceship that looks like that looks like uh, a UFO is on the, the top no, of the it's, roof. It's tethered. That's that's yeah. but that's not the one they took. The one they took no, no, is what no. we're not in. But that's the one the moon fear just got through it. That's that's right. why that scene doesn't make sense. Right. How the hell? If, they... Right. Because you wouldn't know they were coming. If you didn't see the director's cut, that shows you that. But right. you have to see it again. You have to kind of like go through them, like, okay, oh, and you can appreciate the fill-ins then. Right, but nobody notices that. No, the- no one notices it at all. <laughs> That's right. No one noticed it, Dad. It's sitting there. Well, and so and when that, well, I'll tell you now, when they, <clears throat> the uh, Klaus Adler um, calls, he says, attack, right? Well, he goes back there, goes and now back. they're going to they're gonna now lead their attack, attack. back to Earth. And I got to tell you. The special effects are of the attack are just spectacular. I mean, and it goes on. I mean, it starts, and they have a, they have a, 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 a another scene that's that's not the the attack, and then, but it's on New York, and well, when, they smash the Statue of Liberty. Liberty. I mean, it. Well, they're also they're pulling. Um, they're <laughs> zeppelins that are pulling uh, asteroids, asteroids or meteors or whatever. Okay, so the um, here he goes. Okay, so homeless. Shortly after the moon Nazis launch a mass attack on Earth with a fleet of giant Zeppelin-like spaceships called Siegfrieds, uh, which tow asteroids as missiles and launch countless flying saucers at New York City, where they destroy the Statue of Liberty and blitz the city. The U.S. Air Force engages in the flying saucers and, and has some success. So they're fighting them on right. Earth. And this is not this is not Mars attacks. This is the 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 the, uh, the U.S. Air Force is having success. I mean, it's back and forth. Yeah. There's some die, some don't. Right. And, yeah. and, but the, again, it's just a great scene. So the UN, the UN, the United oh. Nations assembles to discuss the moon Nazi threat. I actually read that line. Um, the president appoints Vivian as the commander of the secret militarized space USS George W. Bush. Bush. Because remember, it's 2012 when they made this, and now it's 2018 because that stuff they thought could have happened. The funny part is, she goes, "Well, if you're going to be uh, what she call." Um, I'm, I'm Franklin Delano Roosevelt, right? If you're FDR, who's your uh, Patton or who's your uh, what a MacArthur? And then so the Secretary of Defense goes, send her. I'm sure she can figure it out. 
what? Like literally, what? You know, <laughs> and then and then the next scene, you see her on on the on the the, the bridge the, on, of this the bridge. Of the, she looks like uh, Maleficent yes. with the with the black. So the worst part is everyone else is dressed in like space military, suit, like or, military or space, space kind of stuff, yeah. like things you would expect the military wearing. She is literally wearing a skin tight black jumpsuit, right? That's got to be leather. With, with these feathery things right, at the back, she looks like, like Maleficent. She, she looks like something out of Star Trek. Yes, like it's like what? What is this? Well, and of course she's not a general of any kind. She's like literally a woman who's now pissed off at Adler and wants to get back at him. And she, <laughs> I mean, she's uh, she's a very she's got uh, a very salty language. So oh yes, that yeah. Way. And, yeah. You know, she wants to do this, that, this, and this. Right. So then the president <clears throat> says, "Okay." So then, so then the war starts in space, which is the special effects are outstanding. The spaceship fights are good. The bullets, it looked, everything was real. So that we needed, we, so so the president now, so now what happens is it turns out militarized. And they're like, you broke your word. She goes, oh, we always break our word. And it's funny because they definitely make her like, she's like from Texas, like her, right. her accent's well, coming out. Do you know who she reminds me? I, I'm not sure if they She kind of looks like Sarah Palin. Sarah Palin, yeah. That's what they tried to do. They tried yeah. to make her like Sarah Palin, but yeah. she doesn't sound like Sarah Palin. She sounds like she's from Texas. Texas. Right? Um, so the the funny part is she goes, well, we all, like, don't worry like, and then the Canadian one and the can. She goes, wait, you all, you all broke your treaties. You all did. Like, I'm like, literally, you just admitted you broke your treaty. Yeah. And well, then all the so nations. Who, who didn't arm it? It's Finland. Finland, Finland raises their hand. And just, of course. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I was like, I'm watching this going, oh, my God, this is insane. So what happens is basically Star Wars happens now yeah I it's, mean, it's like any scene at it and again their budget was nothing compared to what they spend on star wars movies kind of thing and those fight scenes looked outstanding yeah. i mean you know okay so there's not aliens on them, there's nazis on some of them there's you know he, like regular you know you know earthlings on the other and they're just shooting them oh it's crazy but if you remember this if you remember the uh uh the, like dead star mm-hmm. and and yeah the, the, and or the in star wars when all of the uh the the the, the uh, uh, X-wing fighters yeah, yeah, come yeah. out. I mean, that's the scene. They yeah, all come out, right. but they, but now they're saucers. Yeah. So the thing is, so they uh, they then managed to defeat the, uh, the the Nazi fleet and wipe out the Siegfried. So there's no more of them launches now. They think, well, why don't we go to the moon and get what's there? And uh, it's just like, okay, like sure. So <laughs> they start flying to the moon. You're like, what's going to be on the moon? Well, now Adler's arrived. Uh, in the flying saucer with the tablet, and he activates the the Gutendamron. And what happens is Renata and Washington steal the other flying saucer, and they fly back to the moon as well. But they're on. Now they get inside, and they're going to try to like disable it. The problem is the Gutendamron is the entire yeah, base. It's not. It's not. What do you call? It? It's not like a ship. It's the base is right, a ship. I'm saying it's it's the Death Star. Yeah. So basically, they went from having what. So this thing starts moving and starts. So they and they have, of course, the laser beam, which is exactly out of Star Wars, where right. they're going to blow up a planet. We can't see the Earth. Well, just shoot it through the, moon, the moon first. <laughs> they take a chunk <laughs> off the moon, <laughs> and, and it's there at the end. The chunk's gone. Right. But that wouldn't alter the uh, the the. Uh, yeah. No. It wouldn't. It wouldn't totally complete <laughs> everything. Is, you have to buy in. Right. If you don't buy in, this movie makes little to no logical sense whatsoever. So um, now you have Washington fighting with, obviously, uh, the doctor, trying to, like, and he has to then try to disable it, try to pull out the thing. And this is when um, the, the obviously, the, he, 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 I'm trying to how to say this. Like, they shoot the laser to the moon, and then now Renata is, uh, has to, she's, okay, 
So they're during the sorry, it's just hard to describe this. So during the battle, Washington disconnects the tablet, and then the Gutendrom thing falls. Right? So it's now kind of out. So this is when Renata and, and Adler are gonna fight. And you're like, well, this isn't gonna end. Well, he's this huge Nazi guy. So and he's gonna kill her. And then she's like, no, I'm with you. I want you. And she gives him the hail sign. And he puts his hand up right into the sorted out <laughs> thing and shocks himself, right? So what happens is then you're like, okay, well, she's going to try and disable. She's trying to call him. He's up. She takes her shoe off and slams her shoe through his skull and kills him. Right. Both versions of the movie, both, they have different music there. Yeah, and this was, that, that's by Boot. And, it, and, and when she hits him with the Yes, that's Boot right to the head. And then it's the wedding march. Yes. And <laughs> it's so funny at that. You're like, so what's now happening is you now have uh, – you've now crashed the, the thing back down. So now the people so – they're still stuck on the dark side of the moon. The president comes on and congratulates Vivian from the UN, whereupon Vivian says there's large tanks of helium-3. So, and he says, what's helium-3? And then what does the Secretary of Defense go? No, that's ours. <laughs> uh, that's ours. The moon is just ours. American flag's us. And it's just so like, What? What are we watching? And I'm like, how is this going to end? And it ends exactly as it should end. A giant fist fight breaks out the UN. And he goes, protect it from who? From everyone. So now they just have defeated the moon Nazis. What happens is she starts shooting. The U.S. thing starts shooting the other countries' spaceships. And they start, a war breaks out in space again. Which, you know, leads to, and obviously now, you have Renata. And she walks into her classroom. And who's there? It's all the parents and the kids who are left. And like, what are we going to do? And she's like, no, never, never, you know, salute me again, that this is wrong and that we have to find peace and this we should do. And that's when, uh, um, uh, what is it? She says, um, he called walks in. He, Washington, he, he, walks, Washington walks in, but he found the serum and the, he gave, anti, the anti, and he makes himself African-American again. And she looks at him, she goes, you look the way you're supposed to look. And they start kissing. And then the group is very confused. And the woman says, are you aware you are kissing an African-American? <laughs> and the look is just great. And then she says, uh, she goes, um, they have a lot of work. They have a lot of work cut out for them or something like that. Right. But that's where the movie kind of like, okay, well, this is, this is a weird ride, but they're in the credits now. Now there's no, like you kind of did, they shows the moon and it's got a piece cut out of it. Right. And it shows earth. And you think you hear bing. And you're like, what is that? And a nuclear warhead went off. Bing. And then they're shooting nuclear warheads off. The, that started a war. The UN fight there starts a world starts a true world, world war. war. And the end of the movie is literally the earth exploding as nuclear warheads are going off. And you're like, whoa, that's a big statement at the end of this movie. This insane, crazy ride we've been on for either 89 or 110 minutes. The end of the movie, and it's their song or whatever, and it's and you're watching them destroy the earth. Literally. Destroyed the earth because of the helium three they wanted, like whatever. So what happened was the Nazis' plan was to destroy the was to kill, take over the earth, right? To kind of destroy what's there. Well, it's happening, just not by their hands. And what a what I mean. And it, well, then that's and it, then if you watch the credits mm -hmm. and you go through mm -hmm. the end of the movie, is got is got two two great scenes. There's a, the ending, the, the shot. There's a. Uh, a, a shot of of, of, a, of a ship or or just a mm -hmm. video of Mars. Yep. And then the last scene is Doctor Richter is now strapped into his chair and he's listening to rock and roll. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, 
You know, the thing is, this movie originally premiered in 2011, I'm sorry, 2012, back in February at the 60, 62nd Annual Berlin Film Festival. Um, and it was, it ran in major cinemas all over Germany. In, in the UK, there was some controversy regarding the distributing, the distribution, uh, Revolver Entertainment to release the film for only one day, causing the film to make, to issue a public connotation of the US, UK distribution, accusing them of being misleading. It, it had a lot of problems. And this is one of those movies that for years I tried to get my hands on. And finally I found a bootleg at a, at a, probably at Chiller. It's gotta be Chiller. Yeah. I found a bootleg of it and I was like, oh, we got to get this. And the guy who's, who I bought my bootlegs from, he's like, oh no, it's, um, it's insane. And what it was, was the 89 minute that cut. And I'm like, oh my God, this is crazy. And then when I heard it was coming out and I go, okay, it's coming out. So maybe I'll get a better version because the one I have is Okay. They said, oh, this is the unrated director's cut. I'm like, unrated director's cut? Oh, that sounds like something I want to see. And I'm like, what's it going to be? Two, three minutes? 20 minutes longer? And what? Are you kidding? Just insane. So this actually spawned a video game called Iron Sky Invasion, which I have never seen or played. Um, and it's uh, a space flight simulator simulation game, which is some strategy and RPG. It's, it sounds kind of dull for that, but I guess it's okay. Um, there's a board game, which I actually almost bought. Uh, which is called Iron Sky, the board game. It's, you know, um, and it's just, it's, I looked at it and I was like, this is very expensive for a board game. I don't know if I'm going to have anyone to play with and kind of thing like that. So it was kind of one of those that I kind of checked it out. But what happened was back in May of 20, uh, 2020, uh, they announced there was going to be a prequel and a sequel. And so far they have uh, the sequel in May of 2013, they announced Iron Sky will have a sequel titled Iron Sky, The Coming Race and mentioned that unlike the first film, this will be completely funded by fans by Indiegogo, which is what they did with an estimated budget of 15 million in the U.S. Um, a promo video came out in 20, 2014 and I actually showed it to my class because they like I in, uh, my visual basic class and it has it shows like Antarctica and it shows Adolf Hitler riding a t-rex right. and i was like holy cow you gotta see this and the kids are like what are we watching and i showed them the video i showed them the trailer for iron sky like, that's a movie go, that's a movie this is the sequel they go that looks insane i go it does look insane now it took years and years and years to finally get made and come out and everything so uh what happened was um ultimately the scheduled was uh, okay so it was not maintained it was supposed to be made for 13 million um, and it was supposed to come out in 2013. In 2017, a 2018 release was announced. The date was missed. August 2018 release. The movie ultimately released in March of 2019. Like, I kept hearing about this and hearing, and I actually pre ordered on Amazon. As soon as they, I said, Yes, I want to order this. And it's only available on DVD. You can't get the Blu ray in the US yet. Uh, and it's kind of funny when you think about that. Like, it literally just took forever and a day to get all these things kind of out. And, um, it's funny because it, it, it takes such certain stereotypes and ties them together. Um, it's kind of 1947. Uh, um, Robert Highland made a, wrote a book uh, called rocket ship, uh, um, Galileo, which has the Nazis establishing a secret moon base. So there's kind of that idea taken from it. Um, you know, the idea of that, that the Nazis could still be out there somewhere like waiting for their opportunity to kind of come back and take the earth. If you ever read any alternate history stuff, like uh, man, man, uh, man, the high castle where the Nazis won the war and all it's all these, this stuff has existed for years. And this movie, I think 
is the best representation of all of it. Right. Because I mean, there's I, nothing like this. <laughs> I, mean, I, I mean, I had re I, I had seen the Iron Sky years ago. And then when, 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 when you told me that there was a, a, a sequel, sequel. Yeah. and you gave me the, the DVD to watch, I'm sitting there and I'm saying, you got to be kidding. Yeah. This, movie is, <laughs> this movie is, this is just, this is just as good as the first one, if not better. Yeah. The, again, I, now that I, that we've seen, we've, we've talked about this, really should watch both of them together because Udo Kier is again in the, in the second movie. Yeah. Yeah. And so you got to, well, I don't want to give you any way about the second movie. Yeah, people, again, yeah. you have to, if you didn't see the first movie, you kind of ruined that. You got to watch this yeah, one. You got to watch this one. Definitely. You sure. want to understand too, if you didn't see one. Now, if there's going to be a prequel, I mean, if well, that movie, that's that's yeah. the talk of there being a prequel. I, mean, that, I don't think there is. I mean, because that what all that had that all that would do was answer the questions. How did they get there? Yes, and I think that's what they might go and with. It, but no. I don't think it's going to occur because literally a movie supposed to be made in 2013, and then they said, "Well, we're going to be we're running late. It'll be 2017. Don't worry, it's coming out in 2018. Finally, came out in 2019. I just don't think that they have. It's okay. It's not like this. We're talking like Saw movies where they could just churn those Pretty things much, out, yeah. right? This literally. This took a lot of things, and and the the the, the whatever the eight million dollar budget, it's way more than eight million dollars on the screen. Yeah, like it looks way better than the eight million dollar movie. I mean, it looks like I mean, what what the the attack looks like a Star Wars movie. Yeah, it does, in, 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 or Star Trek, like the or, new Star or, Trek ones or whatever you know, kind of thing. Yeah. It has that level of of quality to the yeah, yeah. miniatures or or the CGI and whatever else yeah. it might be. Everything looks outstanding. So I mean, to, to tell you that what. How I've enjoyed this movie again, and I watched them again. I watched it again uh, for this for the podcast. When I first when, when when these movies come come to the house, I usually don't let uh, my wife watch these movies. Well, some movies, yeah. yeah. I mean, because she doesn't like the slasher movies. Like she never she never would have wouldn't like uh, she like Halloween and things like that. She that's not yeah, her cup of tea. But this one is it is so engrossing that you I'm going to let her watch it because then I wanted her to see the, the see the second one. Because this is, these yeah. are, these are, I don't want to say, uh, uh, they're not altering, you know, uh, life altering movies, but they are for two hours. Yeah. They're enjoyable. Right. It's not boring. It doesn't, again, <clears throat> oh, that's no. the ultimate sin for me for a movie. You can make a movie where there's bad special effects, bad acting, but if it's not boring, I'll give it a shot. If you can have the best special effects, the best acting, everything could be Academy Award level of everything you can high speed, but it's boring. Eh, wrong. Right. I'm not looking for boring. I got boring. Boring is everyday life. I need something that's crazy. I need something that's out there. It's funny when Jonathan Inbot and I did a movie. Uh, uh, oh, good lord, that was it was around Thanksgiving time. I want to say the year we last year, and uh, it was the most insane thing we'd ever seen. I'm like, this is nuts. What is going on? He was like, oh, you got to watch this movie. Got to movie. I'm like, okay. And I'm thinking to myself, well, I've seen some pretty out there movies, you know, kind of thing. And we're like, okay, so Neon Maniacs is a pretty insane. You've never even seen that movie. In, in fact, it's nuts. You watch right. and they go, what do I mean? It's barely a movie. That's the problem. Like it's, it appears to have like about forty-seven seconds of like thought, and then just threw stuff on the screen, and it's nuts. That's not this. This is a well-defined good movie that has some really weird concepts that are really good, but the acting is good. Udo Kerr is, I mean, I yeah. love him, but he is so good in this with his little like, because he's the Führer. But like, you know, I mean, people try to make Adolf Hitler out to be in movies like, oh, he was just like, whatever. He And then other movies, you show Adolf Hitler and it's like springtime for Hitler in Germany, right, you know, yeah. kind of thing. Like, like I, I the, the truth lies in the middle, right? It's kind of like live free or die or famous potatoes. If you think about it, like yeah. the truth lies in the middle, probably closer to famous potatoes. And for those of you who don't, so, know, who don't know who Udo Kier is, it, when you see his face, oh, you know, he, yeah. he is, he is, yeah. a, he is a, a, a standard uh, um, 
actor. He, and, he moves all through the eighties and right, stuff and, like that. Yeah. He's definitely a, a German officer in, in, in a lot of times. But uh, I, at this point, I mean, he, he's doing almost like a caricature of himself. Yeah. Well, he's a very. I mean, again, uh, like Rob Zombie, you know, is always like he loves his. Uh, you know, he loves his his seventies and eighties. You know, or kind of like the, you know that throwback kind of guy. Udo Kerr is the kind of guy to be in those kind of movies. Uh, you know, it's it's hard to kind of describe. He, you look at him and you're like, he's German, right? Like, yeah. like you know, it's it's not, it's it's like it's like he almost wears a sign around his neck that he's German, right? Um, but he's been in movie. I mean, he's worked for like uh, Gus Van Zandt and Herner Wurzog and like Dario Argento and you know Paul Morrison. He's worked for oh no you know, he, everybody. Yeah. He's been around forever and a day. Yeah. Um, you know, I mean, he's even. I mean, we're talking like into the like 1970 mark of the devil and things like that. Right. But then you get into the in you know, he's with all these different things. But he made a lot of movies that are German movies. He was in the original Suspiria in '77 with it. But he's worked for some amazing, amazing people. But he made a lot of movies that are in German. But I'm gonna be honest, Dad. Most people, if they're my age, you know, they know him from. They know him uh, from Ace Ventura: Pet Detective. He's Ron Camp in there. And a oh. lot of people, that's what they're like, oh, that guy, he's a character actor. And again, he's not a leading man in America, but he's a character actor that you know. Um, and he made a lot of like, you know, he's even in kids' movies, The New Adventures of Pinocchio and things like that. Like he's, because you need a German guy. And who do you think of? Well, let's get him because he's the German guy. That's the guy you would think. And if you remember Grindhouse, remember Grindhouse? Yes. Right? Remember the trailers in the middle? Yes, the he is the sergeant from the Werewolf Women of the SS, the Rob Zombie little right. thing. So, but that's very hip, right? Right, and they got all the, of course, all like the um, the women who were all like the, the you know, it's like uh, oh, I forgot all their names. Literally, I forgot all their names except Sherry Moon Zombie. But they're all standing there, and they're all turning into werewolves, but they're all naked, right. you know, kind of thing. It's very much like Ilsa, Ilsa you know, right. like uh, Warden of the whatever. And so, uh, but yeah, folks, it is um, you know, you, when you look at a movie like this, it's it's kind of hard to. Again, I, I, I mean, we kind of talked about all this stuff, but this is, it's, it's interesting. You have to see, you it, have to to see it. it. Yeah. It's, it's not a movie that yeah. I can tell you you have, it's kind of like, it's kind of like, um, like Slaughterhouse Rules. I can tell you all about Slaughterhouse Rules. That's the one with, uh, with the, the uh, fracking yeah, and stuff, yeah. right? I can say, but if you see it, you'll understand like, oh, that was really good. It's kind of hard to describe like this. And you can say, well, that sounds weird. It sounds weird, but it's really good. And I, I think dad and I try to, find movies like this that people maybe have never seen or overlooked. I, I mean, I don't mean like Dog Soldiers, which really like no one saw, but I'm like, wow, that's a really good movie. Like, but Dog Soldiers is 100% like what it says on the outside of the tin is what it does. This is kind of that same thing, but this is kind of nuts along with the ride. So, um, yeah, folks. So, you know, the, we, well, you, you know what this one in, in a way reminds me of a little bit. This, this is a movie that Mel Brooks could have made. Uh, it's too. I think it's a little serious for Mel Brooks. Okay. Well, Remember, Mel Brooks' uh, Nazis well, are all uh, homosexual. Well, no, yeah, and, well, uh, whatever. No, but if, if, but if he had made this movie and and, and, and well, again, that, that's that's it has it movie. has some Mel Brooks elements to yeah. it, but I don't think Mel Brooks is the right guy because Mel Brooks, everyone would be flamingly gay, yeah. you know, kind of thing. Because think about it, the producers. I mean, well, you know, Hitler. Thinking, is, I was thinking like Spaceballs because it, but, well, okay, yeah. but Spaceballs is even fun. Like, but again, Spaceballs is the same idea, but yeah. it's, but it's still played more for laughs. There's right. not played. Yeah, yeah. That, we, but it's, you can't pigeonhole this right. movie. But which is why I think this is a good film, and I I think Dad and I have over the we, we've we always try to come up with things. I think we got it with Upgrade was a movie people oh. never saw, or Overlord movie people never saw, Dog Soldiers people maybe people for you know 
heard about but never saw. But I think we also tried to come back with movies, you know, like we talked about Pitch Black a couple of years ago. And man, people are like, Pitch Black? I don't even, I remember that. It's like, it's like, you forgot about it. And again, it's not like it was a bad movie. It was a good movie. You just, but there's been so much stuff. You're so inundated with movies now and right. TV and the Disney Plus, the Mandalorian and this yeah. and that. Everything is just so much that your mind can only hold on to so much. Yeah. I mean, that's why when we, when we do the, uh, uh, we look back and say, what, what's, what's the next movie to do? I'm going through my list. Of, of the 3,000 movies that I got to see if something catches my eye that we haven't seen. Okay, yeah, so think about it. Like, like we, we did District 9, yeah. which to me is a great film, but man, is it never on? It's never yeah. around. But when people say, like, oh, man, that was a really good movie. Right. Yeah. But it wasn't that District 9 ever became a bad movie or the effects were poor. It's just that we now have, like, new Avengers movie, new this coming, new this, and it's like you can't catch your breath. That's part of the problem. And, and I know some people think, like, I'm nuts, but, like, I mean, I have thousands and thousands of movies just like you, right? But there are times when I'm like, I'm not watching any. I'm going to stop watching movies for like a few weeks. And I literally will not watch. I'll watch like AEW or I'll watch, you right. know, WWE. I'll watch my wrestling. I'll watch the Goldbergs or whatever. But I will purposely not watch a movie for weeks. And people are like, what do you mean you didn't see the new movie? I'm like, I don't care. I got to stop. I got to step away and kind of like, okay, let's get back. And then let's get back into this. Because to be honest... It's just too much sometimes. Yeah. It just becomes too much. And I think if I'm going to spend an hour, two hours watching a movie, I'd rather watch a movie I enjoy than maybe something I don't. Now, does that mean I still have a ton of movies? I mean, there's a ton of movies I still need to watch. Like, I literally still have to watch Spider-Man Homecoming. Never seen it. Never saw this Spider-Man Far From Home. Never seen it. Right? But people are like, how could you not see those? Because I had to make a decision. Yeah. Now, those are movies I can watch with my family. This is a movie I watched with them, and Haley didn't understand it. But Kelly goes, "This is nuts." Like, I mean, but Kelly watches nuts with me all the time. It's not. This isn't. I mean, there is some. There is some uh, stuff in here that might be a little much for maybe if you're a little sensitive to maybe. I mean, I don't mean sensitive. Like, there's not blood and gore, but maybe if you're like a little sensitive, like, oh, they're being very kind of racist in this. Like, but they're not. It's just the way they would have been. And you have to kind of understand that. So maybe people, if they get you know hurt, their feelings get hurt too easily. Maybe this is not what you want to see, but. To be honest, if you like good movies, you're going to enjoy this. If you like to have a good time, yeah. yeah. Again, I'm not saying you're throwing this on every weekend and like, let's watch this. But it, when it's on, and, it's, and this is never on TV, it can't be. No. I can't imagine it could be on TV. So I mean, the thing is, I, what I do is, you know, I mean, it, like, especially in an afternoon if I've got nothing nothing going on, I just I go get a movie from the from the 70s or 80s that I remember mm -hmm. and that we haven't seen in a long time. Yep. And I just throw it on and, and enjoy it. Yeah. But you know, I mean, I have my movies that I can I can watch over and over. Well, but and over again, again. But I'm not talking about Predator and Aliens and those oh, no. things. And but you know, even 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 the, the you know the regular movies like uh, like Spartacus, I can watch Spartacus. Well, right, okay. I can, yeah, I can. But, but I'm saying that, but I'm not talking about like literally like if Gladiators on, like right, I literally yeah. can do the entire movie. Like I can't do it without crying the entire time, or like Troy. Oh, my God, the it's the extended cut of Troy, Troy. and and Kingdom of Heaven. Yeah. I mean, I think I've seen the extended cut of Troy more than I think anyone should have ever watched it because Kelly loves Troy. It's a great movie. But people are like, Troy, what's, oh, that movie? Yeah. Right? How can you forget? I mean, but again, I don't need to watch Troy every day to remember how what a great movie it was. Or Kingdom of Heaven. I think Kingdom of Heaven is one that people like, Kingdom of Heaven, that movie wasn't any good. Yeah. If you have, okay, so I'm going to say this now. This year in 2020, if there's a movie you're like, ah, if we are saying like, I don't know about that. If you trust us on what we like as movies, and you're agreeing with us nine times out of ten, I'm not saying you have to agree with everyone all the time, because Dad and I like different movies. That There's movies he hates that I like, 
and vice versa. If you have never seen the director's cut of Kingdom of Heaven, it's worth your time to watch. By Ridley Scott. Oh my, well, by Ridley Scott doing yeah. great stuff. But I'm saying, but the Kingdom of Heaven, the director's cut, yes, it's long. I'm not saying it's short. But man, it adds so much to that movie. If you haven't seen that, it's worth your time checking out. Because it was on uh, a little while ago. And I said, oh, Kingdom of Heaven's on. And Kelly's like, yeah, but it's cut up. And, like, and she goes, and it's not the director cut. Because my wife does not watch many movies. I mean, she's on her phone playing, not paying attention. Again, Hallmark movies at Christmas time we watch kind of thing, right? But like for her to say, oh, no, but it's not the director's cut of this. And it's not it's not Troy. It's not the the, the movie for her, right? Or it's not Nightmare Before Christmas, which she literally can sing yeah. the entire thing, yeah. right? There's a movie that's on constantly at, at Halloween time, and it's on again at Christmas time. That people are like, oh, okay, I'm kind of like, it's a great movie that for a number of years kind of got lost, and now people are refinding again. A whole new generation is finding it. That's what these kind of movies are. We are kind of trying to bring that to you. So you know, it's January, and usually February is our month. We talk about like you know the love kind of thing. Yeah. We've done some some movies that we didn't love. But a movie that we're going to do in February, because nothing says love to me, like the Stepford Wives. Yes, the yes, original Stepford, Stepford Wives, um, which is actually a movie I actually do really like a lot. Um, unlike other movies we watched them, like, you know, Bleach Woman and stuff like that. And uh, what was the, uh, was it, not Countess Dracula, what did we watch? Um, mm. Oh, I, yeah, that's yeah. how bad I blocked it out, guys. Uh, so, but the problem is, uh, we're in February, we're going to come back for Valentine's Day, right? We're going to come back with the Stepford Wives. And you're like, but Jay, that's not really about... Like, that's not a great Valentine's Day movie. It is. No, it is. It is because it shows lots of depth to it. And, and again, if you've never read the book, uh, that's well worth reading. That's the, the, the I, I've read the, it's not a super long book. It's a, the book's great. Um, it's like 200 page kind of book. Um, and if, if only time you've ever been exposed to the Stepford Wise is that Matthew Broderick, uh, Nicole Kitman, um, what's her face? Um, uh, Bette Mittler Bette disaster. Mittler. Uh, I'm sorry. Like, go watch the original. The original is poignant and makes good points, and it still rings true today, even though it was made in 1970, I think, 75, I think, right, yeah. kind of thing. I mean, it was made 45 years ago, and it still rings true today. See, that, that's so, one of those, that's what I'm saying. That's one of those movies that it's never on TV. You you, you know, you wouldn't that's even think. That's Separate Wives is not, no. You, would, you would, wouldn't even think of, of, of watching it, but if you have it in your, you know, in, in your library, and you took it out, you say, man, uh, that's, that's, you know, an hour and a half, or however long it is, well worth the, my time and effort because it's a lost movie. I, that's what I try to find is all these movies that, that we've got that I've watched once, uh, maybe twice, and we haven't seen them in 20, maybe 30 years. I mean, just, just this past month, we picked up, we watched three movies from the 80s um, that, that, uh, that were with um, Michael Douglas. Uh, it was Fatal Attraction, um, the, that was a huge hit, though. That. Yeah, Fatal no, no. Attraction was a huge hit. No, 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 no. Hit no. They were, yeah, but no, I'm no, saying, but people don't but you, think about it anymore. No, but you don't see it on TV. No, it's not. I mean, but it's I mean, never that movie. Fatal <clears throat> Attraction was huge box office, and right. it's never on anymore. Right, and then there was the other one with the uh, um, with the uh, Sharon Stone, Basic Instinct. Basic Instinct. That was another huge movie for a different reason, but it also has died right. off. And then there was the, the other one with the uh, um, what's his name? I can't think of his name right now. But we just it was all three of them came out basically at the same time. And it, um, but again, we we haven't seen them in forever, and they're not on TV. No. They certainly aren't on TCM. So the the Blu-rays came out, reasonable six seven dollars for them. So it's an evening to sit down and watch, yeah. rather than trying to watch reruns of some of the some of the TV shows. Yeah. 
And I refuse to watch a movie that's that's on with commercials. Oh, cut up. Yeah, I know we know. Yeah. No, even if it's not cut, even if it's even if it's a two hour movie in a three and a half hour slot, no. I will not watch no, it. No, of course because it's but it's also cut with commercials. It comes yeah. in cut up with commercials. So but you know, it's it's kind of funny is when in the last, you know, few months we've had Disney Plus debut and then like all this, there's all this content that's now available and people are like, oh my God. And I'm like, yeah, I can watch Disney movies anytime I wanted because I just go to get the Blu-ray out or the DVD out and watch them. And some people are rediscovering old movies like Kelly was like super excited. Well, she was super excited for Gummy Bears. I thought she was going to have a heart attack. She started singing it so hard. And then Pollyanna. And I'm like, man, I don't like Pollyanna, right? But Kelly loves Pollyanna. But what's on there? Swiss Family Robinson and movies right. like that. Great films yeah. that you can't see unless you had the VHS, or the, you know, and then Certain things never came out on Blu-ray or DVD. It's just because they were lost. You know, not yeah. lost, but they're in the vault and stuff. Well, one of the things that Disney had never put out on Blu-ray was 20,000 Things Under the Sea, which is one of the first movies that my mother and father ever took me to see. Mm-hmm. And it stayed with me forever. Uh, I mean, now, now, now with, if you have the Disney Plus, I mean, every one of those movies that, that they ever made is there. There's no reason to buy them if you, as long as you have that well, service. You know, yeah, obviously. If you have that service. Yeah. But, but again... It, that's why that's that's why we're doing these. We're trying to find movies. I mean, we do contemporary movies, but we try to go back and find some of the ones that are maybe a little bit lost and have our favorites of other people. So and The Vampire Lovers was the movie it, I couldn't Vampire, think of. Yeah. Sorry, I had to look it up, folks, because well, I was thinking Twins of Evil, nope, Lust no. of Vampire, nope, Counter Dracula, nope, Circles of... That was with Countess Karnstein. Yeah, well, it's part of the, the Karnstein trilogy, the Vampire Karnstein Lovers. Trilogy, yeah. Yes, that, that movie where literally the same movie happens twice in it, but just, again... And we're not to rehash that. But again, we don't, again, so you tell me you think like, well, you guys love every movie. We don't bash movies here, but because I'm getting to pick what I, we watch, right? Or dad and I are discussing and picking what we watch. But not every movie do we love, but we review them honestly, you know, kind of thing. And I think you guys can, you can look it back at the 70 whatever shows we've given you before this, you know, and most of them are about movies, some are about Jersey Fest, um, kind of thing. But we can honestly say that, hey, you know, you guys are being honest about it. I think we're being honest here today, too. Um, it's worth checking out Iron Sky. If you haven't seen it, go watch it. I, I suggest you watch the regular cut and then watch the director's cut so you can appreciate it a little more. Um, if you're getting ready for next month, the, you know, Stepford Wives, I think Stepford Wives is still on YouTube. You probably can find it. Again, it's not going to be pristine Blu-ray cut. It'll be like a VHS, maybe DVD level, but it's worth going to check out. And again, folks, if you have any feedbacks for us, let us know. We love hearing from you. If you have, you know, comments about Iron Sky or about the movies we're doing, or maybe you have a suggestion for what movie you'd like to see, we'd love to hear from you. So, yeah. that, I, I, the last thing I want, I'd like to bring out is that uh, Jason said, you know, we, if, if a lot of comments come back and say we love every movie, that's not true. We, I mean, I definitely would not want to review a movie that I that I hate so much that I. I well, but I'm saying we're picking the movies. Yeah. So the chances that I pick a movie that we don't, like, we both don't, don't like. like I mean, I mean, we did that. Well, we we did do what, that. Yeah, but we did it with the Vampire what, Lovers. Yeah, but what's the movie that uh, that came out by that guy? It's the one that you can't stand that that I watched too. There's a, oh, oh, I mean Hereditary. Hereditary. Oh no, Hereditary is horrendous. Right, horrendously but, bad. That guy shouldn't make movies anymore. But period. again, I, when I, we're not okay. I, okay, I, I wouldn't. Wait, I wouldn't want to wait, talk about. Wait. The, yes, we did that on the vault. We reviewed it in there. Oh, and we did. ripped it anew. You know what? And okay. I said to people, this is why I don't do this. This show where I'm not allowed to swear. Where I'm not, you know, there's no, there's no salty language. There's no nothing, right? This is us picking movies of B movies. We're celebrating the love of B movies. I don't need to watch a piece of garbage like Hereditary ever again. The same way I don't need to watch Mandy ever again because that's that. Okay, a movie is so bad. 
I refused that I hated it so much. And I know one of my friends loved it, which is why I gave him hereditary and that I refused to let my dad watch it. That's how bad it was. And then even worse than that, thankfully I didn't spend money. I watched through, through Amazon prime was the remake of Suspiria. Literally three of the worst films I've seen right. in a long time. I mean, battlefield earth bad. And if you know me, that's bad, right? Those are three of the worst films. And then what happened after I watched those three movies, I stopped watching movies for a week. Cause I'm like, I just need to get away right. from this. And what I start watching, I started watching some wrestling because I always love wrestling. But I started watching movies I knew I would like. And that's when I started. And I watched Upgrade for when we did Upgrade. And I watched movies I knew I would like. And I watched some stuff with the girls, like, you know, um, like whatever Disney movie came out. Or we watched Endgame finally six months after everyone else saw it, whatever. And I was like, eh, it's three hours and I had to pee. You know, kind of thing. Like, literally, it, like, I can't watch bad movies on purpose yep. when Dad and I are the ones picking them. And if that's not okay with you, it's fine. You can have that opinion, guys. But like, understand, like, I'd much rather watch Jason and the Argonauts for the four millionth time than watch a bad movie that I'm like, I don't think I'm going to like this going in. Well, see, I look at it this way. At my age, I don't really want to waste two hours on something that I'm going to say yeah. this is garbage. Yeah. Okay, but in all honesty, Hereditary, I didn't know was bad. Going in, I didn't know Hereditary yeah. was bad. I didn't know. Going in, I all the reviews said it was great, whatever. And I gave you a copy and I watched it and we watched it about the same time. And I go, why did we watch that? And then what happens? I didn't know Mandy was as bad as it is. And again, you might like both those movies. I think Jonathan and Body and I had a discussion. Like he loves those movies, which is great. You can love them. John, our buddy John said he loved these kind of movies. Yeah. And I'm like, dude, you're a lot. He loved Mandy. He's like, I didn't, you didn't like him. I couldn't stand it. And that's okay. See, see what happens, folks. You can have a different opinion with people you're friends with and you don't have to have a fight with them. I know the internet tells you that's not allowed anymore, but guess what? It is. So um, the idea is that we're going to pick movies. And again, I know, and, and again, it's not often people say, you guys love everything, but we pick movies we like because it's a lot of fun to talk about that. It's not a lot of fun to say, well, don't waste your time. So anyway. I mean, what we're trying to do is give is you movies trying, you haven't seen. Right. We're trying to bring out, yeah. bring out, bring you back to, to a time that uh, if you've seen the movie and, and we, we generate a new interest in you to, to watch it and you enjoy it again, again, Life is about enjoying it. Yeah. You know, it can't yeah, all trust be. Trust me. That enough of life is boring and monotonous and horrible. You know, we got to enjoy some of it. So anyway, yeah. well, that's how we're starting 2020, folks. <laughs> so Iron Sky, well worth the time. Next month is the Stepford Wives, the original, the real Stepford Wives. And again, I'm suggesting if you've never read the book Stepford Wives, it might not be a bad read. It's enjoyable. It's it's not The Exorcist. I mean, The Exorcist was, again, in the 70s also. Like, whoa, look at this thing. Like, Stepford Wives is good. It's not Rosemary's Baby or anything like that. But it's it's a good read, and it was enjoyable. So um, we're done with Iron yes, Sky. We we're good. Next month, they were going to do that for February. Again, keep anything you got, just let us know. So as we say here, folks, keep those cards and letters coming. And keep watching the skies. This is Tokyo, once a city of six million people. What has happened here was caused by a force which, up until a few days ago, was entirely beyond the scope of man's imagination. Tokyo, a smoldering memorial to the unknown. An unknown which at this very moment still prevails and could at any time lash out with its terrible destruction anywhere else in the world. Hi folks, Luke Giaconetti here. I'd like to ask you a few questions. Do you like giant monsters, or as they're called in Japan, daikaiju? Monsters like Godzilla, Rodan, Gamera, King Ghidorah, or Mothra? Do you like more obscure monsters, such as Gappa or Yangari? 
Do you like giant heroes like Ultraman or super robots like the Shogun Warriors? If you answered yes to any of these questions, then I think you might like my podcast, Earth Destruction Directive. I'm a dedicated fan of all things Daikaiju, and I'd like to share that with all of you. Please check out Earth Destruction Directive at twotruefreaks.com. Earth Destruction Directive, where we turn your Daikaiju dreams into city-smashing reality. This has been an episode of Bots, Bugs, and Babes, the B-Movie Podcast. If you'd like to contact me, please email the show at botsbugsbabes at gmail.com. If you'd like to find me online, I'm on Facebook under my name, Jason Jacknetti. I often contribute to the Two True Freaks Facebook group. You can visit my Facebook page, The Art of Horror Collective, and you can search the hashtag, The Art of Horror Collective. On Instagram, find me under my name, Jason Jacknetti, and search the hashtag, The Art of Horror Collective, as well as the new hashtag, Bots, Bugs, Babes Podcast. I'm the only one using them. I'm also on Twitter, at Jason Jacanetti. And you can visit my webpage at www.theartofhorrorcollective.wordpress.com. All movies, characters, stories, music, etc. are properties of their respective holders. This is a fan work, and any use of any property is purely for review, discussion, entertainment. So don't sue me. I ain't got anything anyway. There is no tomorrow. There is no tomorrow. There is no tomorrow. Will you stop?